0: it's time for barely on topic the Boston Bruins podcast podcast for Boston Bruins fans by Boston Bruins fans wow that just never gets old I love saying that anyway we're back with episode 24 and we're talking about the draft what do the Bruins need to do to draft what are they going to do are they going to make any trades who knows is Don Sweeney going to be great or upset us I don't know. So anyway, it's uh, a smaller group of us speaking about it this week. It's Anthony, Jeff, Tim, myself, MBA, and we hope that you enjoy the episode and the draft. Yay, it's barely on topic again. We're back in time for the draft. Version 2.0 or something. What? What happened? Timmy, what
1: did you do? No, I'm laughing at you. That was just so so hilariously, just like, yay! <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't me.
0: <laughs> Woo! Okay, so I'm here with some dorks, and we're talking about.
2: <laughs> it's amazing. I'm just a dork in general, so it happens. I'm, I've embraced it.
0: I'm sure that everybody wants to listen to two hours of us talking about how much (laughs) we're dorks.
2: (laughs) We met on the internet. It
1: goes without saying, okay? (laughs) True.
0: (laughs) All right, so it's barely on topic. It's the pre-draft special, uh, and I'm here talking to Tim, Anthony, and Jeff, and we would love to have another guest, but we're afraid that our tenuous grasp of internet recording will not allow us to, so... Why don't we start off talking about some new Bruins news? Is there any Bruins news?
3: Okay,
1: well, um, in terms of there's just two kinds of news. There's news of things that have happened, which there's not much, and there's news of things that haven't happened, which, um, from a certain point of view, is a lot, uh, I guess.
0: Well, actually, I wanted to start with the Louis stuff because I think everybody wants to know what's going on there.
1: Okay. Well, today, being the uh, June 19th, the NBC Sports reported this quote from uh, Erickson's agent, J.P. Barry. Basically, quote, we were expecting a new offer from the club at some point, but we haven't received one yet. I'm sure we will speak again prior to the draft about their intentions. So the news is that as of today, five days before the draft, not only is there no signing, there is no offer on the table.
0: I think they're going to trade his rights.
1: I think that's that's the foregone conclusion at this point. He would be signed by now if he was going to be signed.
0: Yeah, they're going to trade his rights, and and everybody's going to be sad. Well, not everybody, but lots of people we know will be sad. What do you think, Anthony?
3: I think they're trading him. I think he's gone. I just hope something comes back, but if nothing... It's... I'm... Louie's gone. It's all I... It's all I got. Because it's all I can muster. Because I'm sad. <laughs> I don't want Louie gone.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I understand. Well... What about you, Timmy?
2: I just hate how the whole situation has been handled from the get-go. If they do trade his rights and get something, maybe. I just think that... Just the way they went about everything, keeping him and going through the season and not trading him at the deadline, I think the whole situation was just mishandled. And I think it kind of sucks because it's better to get – they should have just gotten what they could have at the deadline. They should have. It would have been better than this.
0: I don't know if it would have been better at the deadline because it sounded like they were really lowballing him. I mean, Sweeney, that is, not –
1: yeah, that's that's just it. Um, and at the time, we were in a playoff, but we were in a playoff position. Um, the Philly hadn't started its hadn't started its charge yet. Um, there was not a ton of reason to suspect we'd drop out of the playoff position then. What sucks, of course, is that we gave up assets assets to to acquire players. But again, if they were keeping Louis, that was the only ch- realistic choice they had. The choices were trade Louis or buy rentals.
2: Yep. and that's my problem. You you have a team that lacks certain assets. They can't afford to let any slip away. Really, at this well, point. Then, so Gus comes to the
1: question: Is so they're obviously going to trade his rights? So I can't imagine they're not going to. Comes to what we're going to get for him. It's not going to be the garbage they got for Carl Soderberg because he's a very different caliber player. Carl like Soderberg, we got our own sixth back. <laughs> basically, we trade. Basically, we traded Carl's Carl's rights and Jordan Carone for Max Talbot.
0: I almost think that we won because we got rid of Kuran.
1: I mean, we could have done that anyway because they didn't sign... They, they didn't ex- extend him a QO a either, right? But uh,
0: <laughs> Yeah, where did he end up? In like the Blues organization he, or something? Uh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, he signed in St. Louis. I think he mostly played in their AHL team. And yeah, he did get a couple reps with the, with the big club, but not a ton.
0: Yeah, you know, actually, that's a really interesting question. It is a side note, uh, but I was looking at the Predators, on General manager today, just just because I was curious about somebody. I hadn't really noticed them being on the team, and I was wondering what was going on with that. And I saw Cody Hodgson there, who's an RFA, and I got to thinking about it, like, do you actually have to offer someone something, especially if you don't I, want them?
1: Absolutely not. um Last year, we... Last year, there was a bunch of RFAs we let go. None of them were with the big club, but guys like uh, Rob Flick, Matt Limbad, uh, Justin Florek, uh, David Worsofsky from Providence were all RFAs last summer, and they were all just let go. They weren't qualifying offered.
0: Oh, Worsofsky was a... Was an RFA. I did not know that. I thought it was a yeah. UFA for some reason.
1: He's still pretty young. I mean, a type is a uh, type six UFA this yeah. year. That is to say, he's um, over twenty five, has played more than three pro seasons, and hasn't played in, and hasn't played in eighty games at the NHL level. So now he's UFA despite being quite young.
0: It might be an interesting episode sometime to go into the various minutia of contracts because I got to tell you. <laughs> I find them confusing. I'm curious about the different things, and I would like someone to explain them to me, or we could talk about them, or something. Okay, so it so, looks like anyway, gonna...
1: yeah. Point I was making there when I started, with all that started that was we got sixth, the, our own sixth back for Carl, but this just a couple of days ago the Stars traded um, Golagoski's rights for a fifth. So that serves. That's the baseline. I think realistically we should be able to get at least a fourth for Louis' rights, or include them. No, well, no. Remember, a rights for a good player can com- have commanded up to a third or even a second. He's not getting a second in the past. I'm not going to rule out a third traded to the right partner, but I think a fourth is perfectly reasonable because Louis is a higher caliber player than, Go- than Alex Golagoski is.
0: Hmm. It still seems a little bit low, though. But
1: They're also about the same age. Yes, it does, but it's the rights. It, it, it's rights, and I'm just saying, Goligosky is our baseline for this season.
0: Oh,
2: and that's why I think they should have traded him at the deadline because a fourth for his rights...
0: I, I actually absolutely agreed with him staying, not being right. traded, if they weren't going to get very much for him. But
1: if they were just going to get a second for him, eh,
2: right?
0: Yeah, Whatever, I mean, I, guess. I really thought that they, they could have made a run to the playoffs. Not very far in the playoffs, but the playoffs. At this point, I hate to say it, I just want them to make the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I thought that that was realistic that they could do that, and then they just completely fell apart. So that wasn't Louis' fault, and I don't know, I don't know if, who. I, I don't really want to sit around and play the blame game. I just want to say that I was fine with keeping Louis if you weren't going to get very much for him. So, and then you know, honestly, a lot of people that we know who have sentimental value in Louis are were happy for a period of time. So that means a lot too.
1: I love Louis's game. I was happy to have him on the Bruins, even if it was just for an extra month. Right? Yeah, I, I, mean, I, want, I wanted Louis on this team for years before the trade. I don't, so I'm not particularly fond of the circumstances that brought him here ultimately. But I think basically that's the way I look at it. It's like we had the privilege of watching Louis Erickson play for the last three years, and even when he was struggling, he's
3: always a pleasure to watch, in my opinion.
0: Well, yeah,
3: it's a great way to sum it up.
2: I, I just feel a little bit differently about the situation with the Bruins. They could have made the playoffs, and right now they just in that they're in that funk where they're kind of a middle of the road team that's borderline playoff and really the only way that I would want to get out of that is by acquiring more assets and pushing and going playing for the future rather than trying to make, you know, an 8th round an 8th seed and be bumped in the first round. I'd rather, you know, take a step back a little bit gain more assets and then go move forward that way because otherwise they're just going to continue where they are and it's just going to be a boring shitty few years
0: i don't know i think that you can rebuild a little bit on the fly i just think that don sweeney didn't have a lot to work with on that this year he tried well, see,
1: that's just it when he when he when we lost lost hamilton that was that was all she wrote really there was not there wasn't the material. There wasn't the, the personnel available last summer to fix the defense. Yeah. Now you can rant and rave all you want about the intelligence of uh, of the Hamilton trade. Whatever. Fuck it. It happened. Even I'm over it now. That's saying a lot. So yeah, once that happened, it, it, this, it was written. The fact of the matter is, we were a close team. I didn't expect this to be a close be a close team. I I embraced that last summer. I thought it was going to be a, a playoff miss. I expected us to be going going full fire sale mode at the deadline. None of that happened. Oh well. I think I would have preferred that, though,
2: to what ultimately happened.
0: You know, I just want the team to make the playoffs every year. I'm spoiled. I have to admit it. I'm I'm a spoiled fan.
1: I'm 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 with you. I was a, you know a, I was a pretty fair weather fan until about '09. So yeah, um, the last two years have been difficult. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not fair weather in any way.
1: Oh well, no, what what I mean is is that I wasn't watching religiously until. Right the cup year, or until just before, or even just, or even around the cup year. So right. the last two years have been difficult.
0: They have, they have. I have the 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 added bonus of being an NFL fan and having my team make the playoffs every single fucking year.
2: <laughs> so I guess that's where I differ. I'm used to seeing my team not make the playoffs oh. and make s- stupid moves. Thinking that it's going to fix the issue and patch up the issue, when in real reality it doesn't, and they're just now starting to figure that shit out.
1: You know, and... it's
2: probably just good practice for you because
1: sooner or later, Tom Brady's not going to be there.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, and he might not be there for four games this season, and you know what? I'm fine. I'm totally fine. I am, I am cool as a cucumber. I am relaxed. I'm just going to the, the,
1: the, the Bruins. Shot softened the beachhead for you, didn't they?
0: No, no, no. I, I think it's actually so many years of, of the, uh, the Patriots being so successful. I can take a bump in the road. I'm okay with it. You know what I mean? And I know that he's not going to last forever because I watched the 49ers with Joe Montana until he left. And then when he left, I left too because Steve Young, he can go fuck himself. So we're going to move on to another subject. Anyway, so Bruins. Um... Yeah, so the Bruins. So what what did they do this week? What?
1: They signed um, former third-round pick uh, Peter Solarik to an entry-level deal um, sometime last week. Um, that's not really something to be too excited about. He was a third-rounder in 2013. Um everything I've read, he's not a great skater. Um, <laughs> didn't produce a lot in uh, Sweden. And, uh, yeah, so I uh, think it has got a cap hit of $742,500 for the next three years, assuming he plays a single game in the NHL, which he probably won't. Yay! I mean... <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Woo-hoo! Party time! Get the cool in the gang out! Let's celebrate!
2: <laughs> you, could, um, you could fill my boy roll role up pretty good.
0: Oh, oh Kempinen. Oh, Cement Skates himself. <laughs> 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 but anyway... Poor Combinin. Poor, poor Solaric. It's been a slow news week, hasn't it?
3: Yep. Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised to hear he's not a good skater, though. No, with, that's, a, with...
1: that's, a, that's the biggest point that Ludicke always makes about him. Huh. That he's a, a poor skater.
3: Well, that, and you add what happened in the draft last year, with everyone being taken, like, the key talking point was, he's a solid skater, I'll well, Shrug. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I don't
0: know.
1: But this he was, he was a, you know, he, he was... 2013 was not a great draft for us. I mean, that was, um, we didn't have a first rounder. Our second rounder was Arneson. Sorry, Anthony, I know you love the boy, but, eh. Yeah. And I don't even, I have a well, finite memory. S- I don't even remember what else we got that year. What
0: little I've seen of Arneson down in Providence is not promising to me. Anyway, I've seen better. Okay, I've got another thing for you. One last thing. Will Patrice Bergeron win the Selkie this week at the NHL Awards? On Wednesday in Las Vegas.
3: Yes. I
1: think yes, but there's a real risk of people deciding that Kopitar is due, which is, of course, horseshit thinking. Tim.
2: i say yes, but I think it's going to be really close. I think that he's going to squeak it out, and then they'll, of course, rename it the Patrice Bergeron Award.
0: That was going to be my follow-up question. Should they just rename it at this point? Yeah.
3: Yes. Okay,
0: another related question. How sad are you? That Cuba Gooding Jr. is not hosting the awards again this year.
2: I mean, drunk Cuba makes everything good, so I'm a little bit sad. Um, Carl Shrug. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it is dry and boring and awful without Cuba Gooding Jr. You need to have him as the host, NHL. You also need to hire me. I can make a much more exciting show than what I saw the last couple of years.
1: Oh, Bobby
2: no. DeBergey DeBerge hosts the NHL Awards.
0: Oh my god, I can't wait. It's going to be so <laughs> exciting.
2: Maybe they'll give us a desk to record the podcast right yeah, there. Yeah, they are going to give
0: us a fucking studio, right? I'm going yeah. to get
2: We need to do it on studio and be projected on screen, I don't
1: think any of us would probably, some of us probably wouldn't handle actually, you know, speaking before that room full of people,
2: but yeah. You know. Yeah, probably. I'd probably be more comfortable just like this. Yeah. Oh, I'd Maybe be totally ha- fine. <laughs> I can get Cuba drunk and just talk about hockey randomly. Uh, that'll be good.
0: I just I wanted to hear the f bombs. I just wanted to hear, just the the hitting on some hockey w- player's wife. Just that that year was just so beautiful. It was wonderful. Oh,
3: so drunk it was awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was great. I'm going to Chicago next weekend, and I need to know how many Bruin shirts do I pack?
3: Seventeen, all of them. One, because Price is Right rules.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, which one? Bergeron. Damn it, you nailed that I've got that one
1: at least. I mean, or knowing you, we should just, you know, fly your Ferentz flag loud and proud. <laughs>
3: that was yeah. my second
0: choice. It's going to be so sad. It's going to be serious. I'm getting ready for some heartbreak I really am you know what he,
1: re- he, he, he there's a good chance he retires rather than gets bought out in which case you know maybe we'll just see him on TV a whole shitload and that'd be great oh my god he's got a real he's got a, he'd be a good panelist he's got a great TV uh, TV presence so
0: I want him to move back to Boston and become the mayor okay and I also want him to be on my TV all the time and I want him to come over and have a beer and I just want to see him all the time is there any problem with that
3: None.
1: None. None whatsoever. I'm pretty sure he can. You know, he can do do the the, the intermission stuff with with um uh, with Dale Arnold. No problem. He can replace Dale Arnold even better. I have no problem with Dale Arnold, but he's not interference.
0: Well, he would replace like Gord Kluzak or um, Milton Brown. Billy Jaffe.
3: Know,
2: or Billy or, or Peterson.
0: <laughs> oh, Peterson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who can't say Calgary properly? Calgary. He says, and I I keep I like
2: Cal and Gary. They're pretty cool.
0: so anyway yeah i just i want to see him all the time there's i don't think there's any problem with that ever so i gotta get the achari i need an achari teenage riot one glenn tried to get one for my birthday but because they didn't make the playoffs all that stuff was put away
1: Ah, yeah, that would do it
0: We should move on to the main course for today We're going to talk about the draft
1: The draft On Friday, we have two <laughs> picks in the first round 14th Woo-hoo! and 29th Yeah and
0: then
1: after okay. that, on Saturday in the, in the later rounds We have the Islanders' second Which I believe is 49th Yep, yep. Um, No third or fourth rounders Two fifth 5th rounders, because we have Minnesota's 5th from when we uh, gave them our 5th last year. And then the 6th and 7th round. What do we reckon happened?
0: Wow, so um, I'm just going to sit back now because I don't have any purpose here.
1: <laughs> oh, VA, yeah, you always have purpose.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you kind of just took over my job. <laughs> Alright, so I guess the thing is is that we should start off with, what do the Bruins need, prospect-wise?
1: Okay, so before we start that, I just wanted to clarify, to the listeners, we are not talking about drafting for need per se. Um, where unless you're drafting first or second overall, you don't draft what you need on the team right now. we are talking what well, the system needs. What what areas do we not have prospects for?
0: Right, right. That's
1: so. For example, the one place that we have of approximately nothing is in right, very little is in terms of uh right-handed deep and right wingers. In terms of right-handed, right-handed defensemen, our only actual prospects are Chiller and Carlo. And in terms of right-wingers, the only promising prospects we have at all are Sinitian uh, and Griffith. Wow. Plus, possibly a few guys who are centers and centers at the NCAA level, like uh, Ryan Fitzgerald or, or, or Ryan Donato, who may never project as centers at the pro level. <laughs> so, bottom line is... Right-handed D and right wingers are areas of weakness. We have an absolute. We have tons of left of left shot D. Maybe not that many that are really top pairing potential. We have a lot of really good left hand left winger depth, particularly with the sign because we signed a um, uh, Vitrano and so forth, right? And a lot of centermen. So, what do we think is going to happen with that, Anthony? You've done a lot of legwork here, so
3: I really think the Bruins are going to look at either Charlie McAvoy or Dante Fabro. Um, McAvoy being a going into his sophomore season at BU, and Fabro going into his freshman year. Both are excellent skaters. Both Kirk Ludicky has spoke very highly of. Everywhere I look just seems to be one of those guys at number 14. The 29th pick is, I mean, it's a crapshoot. There's talks of possibly packaging it for NHL talent now. There's talks of packaging it to get a couple of picks later on in the draft as in another second rounder and a third rounder. Or there's just talks of holding it. Personally, if Alex Brindicat is kicking around at 29, I'd the love Cat the Bruins to backwards. go get him. Did I say it backwards? You said Brindicat. It's, it's the DeBrincat. I do it every time. It's just a <laughs> so natural, DeBrincat. But It's an odd name, yeah. It yeah.
0: DeBrincat. So, yes, yeah. yeah, so you, you, you really love him. You want I to do. adopt him. Yes. Essentially. I mean, he's about the Despite size of, the uh, of he's dog so here.
1: He is adorable. He's just very weak. <laughs> <laughs> he's only 5'7 or so. <laughs>
0: yeah, and the way they inflate those numbers, he's probably my height. Honestly. If you're world- Let's just be honest. Listeners.
3: Yeah, because it is a concern. There, if he was a couple inches taller, maybe he'd be an obvious choice in the top 15. If he were 4 inches taller, maybe he goes top 10. He's put up 200-plus points of seasons in the OHL. Both conse- of them 50 Two goals. consecutive 50 goal seasons, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The kid can shoot like a madman. But if you watch some of his video highlights from last season, and if you're worried about size, there's a particular highlight video where he gets blown up in the slot scoring and just pops back up like nothing.
1: And you know, one thing I do kind of like about him, although I do have some concern, is he's a bit of a rat fucker too. Um, you know like our own fair, like our own like like our own personal favorite rat fucker in the form of uh, Brad Marchand right uh, uh, okay i just I, remember
0: uh, <laughs> wait a minute wait a minute can i unpack that for a minute i've never heard that term before i've heard pest i've heard lots of other terms but not rat fucker okay i guess we're not going to unpack I, it but it's uh... I, I
3: don't think it's been used in this context before but i think it should be <laughs> it's accurate <laughs> If Marchand wasn't a Bruin, I'd probably hate him, but he's not. He's our rat fucker. Yeah. He's amazing. <laughs> I love him.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I can get it. I can get behind it because I think that Gallagher's a rat fucker. Okay. I got it. All right. I'm sorry. It's just, it's a word that was just thrown at me. I'm like, wow, those are two words I've never put together. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, so from juniors, um, he, you know, he got suspended because he, because he, did, he pulled a luchy, he, he bagged someone with the stick, right? But uh, so he's a bit of a shit rat, and that's that's fine. We, I, I like, I dude, like, I like the like shit rats deal. as long as they're ours. Yeah, and he has the thing about being as a because he's such a good shooter, at because of his size, he's gonna go late. If we get him at twenty nine, that's potential to be enormous value for that draft position. If he pans out, he can also wash out. He's your textbook ultra high, high risk, ultra high reward. 29th pick. If we end up using it, I'm with Anthony. If he's on the board, take him. 29th is a crapshoot. It's when you're getting to crapshoot point in the draft anyway, and he won't be available later.
0: What was the Martian taking at?
1: He was in the third round. I don't know really the remember the exact number. We were drafting it that year. Might have been early third round though, because we that was the year we drafted fifth overall for Kessel.
0: Okay. I was, just, I was just curious because it's, you know, you could have lightning strike again.
1: Well, look, we got Gabriel in the fourth round last year, and that looks like a pretty uh, inspired move, right? Looks like it's working. Marsha was
3: 71st overall. Ah, okay. So I'm looking here at bobbydebergi.com and looking at the draft order
0: from pudge, the draft pudge, pudge, selections. Pudge,
3: pudge. <laughs> no, I'm totally not not patting myself on the back with this, with this here. With our 14th pick... The Bruins would be selecting from, and of course I can't speak French. Val d'Or Or
0: How'd I do on that, Jeff?
3: Close enough. Yeah. Is a right winger named Julian Gauthier.
0: Gauthier. You know, I,
3: I've seen him
1: ranked Gautier. as middle, as far as forty, as down far as forty-fifth. Though he, I know, I know, I know, I know when my Ben's really hot on him, but he feels really, really he
3: feels way too high-risk, high-reward for middle of the first round for me. What's weird? I've on- the only person I've seen having him so low is Craig Button. I've seen it. Well, I've seen him in the low th-
1: in the low thirties, I think, somewhere else too. I can't remember though.
0: Yeah, but Craig Button had him at like forty three.
1: Yep, it's true. And he also had Max Jones down there too, which kind of also caught me off guard. Although Max is uh, has a, uh, even odds of being Luke or being Zach Cassian, which is a oh scary.
0: yeah, he's the bad guy. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he's like he's talented, but he gets in lots of trouble. Yes. Yes, yes. I have read almost every single profile. <laughs> and honestly, because it's like, at this point, I don't know, where are we? We're like 40 in. I, I get a lot of people confused. I have to look at the profile and get back to it. But yeah.
1: Okay, and here's another one. I saw Jeff Merrick's uh, mock draft for the first round. So this isn't rankings, this is his mock draft. He had Jake Bean following to 14. If Jake Bean falls to 14, I don't, you have to pick him, I think. He's a left shot D, which is not necessarily a need, but at that point, he's best. That's a, that's a hard best player available situation. Yeah, you you gotta go get him,
0: and you can play with his name in so many different ways. You can call him Butterbean. Or... Um, really,
1: he's just you know, in a, from a certain point of view, he's kind of born for Boston, you know, because
3: he's he's Jake Bean, Bean Town. Beantown. Yeah,
0: that's right.
3: And I'll... it fits with our whole Jake situation as far as drafting goes. chicken is that our chicken I've seen stuff having him fall to 15. Yeah,
1: I don't think so either, Anthony. Do not yeah. want. I
2: want Bean. That's the only thing I know. I want Jake Bean. And it's now, not going to happen. Like, like
1: there's still... I've, I've read, you know, I think what was it? It was a podcast that Ludicine did a few weeks ago talking about Chickren's fall. It just doesn't sound like a good thing.
0: It's fall from grace.
1: Yeah, you know, the fact that he was uh, paired with Dante Fabro at the under-18 juniors and just completely outplayed by Fabro, who may have pushed himself into a high, well, above, um, quite a bit higher there.
0: That was the one that we just published today! I didn't know oh, how to say Chirin. his name. Yeah, I do not uh, know how to say his name.
1: Check I out. only knew it because, again, having heard it on pod- on Ludicis' podcast. Yeah.
0: yeah, okay, yep, 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 I understand. I understand what you're talking about.
3: Although, The Fall of Chichiro sounds like a terrible Lifetime movie.
0: Or it sounds yeah. like it could be a really great, like, buddy, um, um, quest movie.
3: Or like Ooh, some real, yeah. or really shitty grocery
1: store, uh, grocery store paperback.
0: A yeah.
3: <laughs> With Fair Fabio Kessel on the cover. <laughs> yeah, but it's a, it's a real shit one, so it wouldn't even be Fabio, it would be just somebody that kind of looks like him. It'd be like Phil Kessel dressed like Fabio.
0: Oh my god, it would be somebody from General Hospital. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Now we're barely on
1: (laughs) top. Yeah, in any case, realistically speaking, Jekren probably doesn't fall out of the top ten because people are going to remember because of where he was ranked going into the season. But if he does, he could probably go into full free fall like Oliver Killington did last year.
0: Now, that wasn't his problem, the fact that he was returning from injury. He had an unspectacular U18 WJC, but I, I I thought that last season his problem was that he was returning from a, another shoulder uh, surgery.
1: Maybe, but like he was the big thing with I remember him going into the years is that he was uh, talked about being the only player that would realistically give Matthews a shot a run for, for for first overall, and that that did not last. Granted, yeah. that was because Lane Patrick Lane wasn't getting mentioned at all until until the under twenties. Lane, mm-hmm. Lane, Lane. He, he's Yeah, why are none of those vowels repeated? He's finished. Come on, do it right, guy.
0: (laughs) I I know, I I need another A and at least another E, probably. And
3: at least two umlauts.
0: (laughs) Oh, to the
3: fins. And two consonants next to each other.
0: Oh yeah, there needs to be another N. You're right. Okay, his name needs to be spelled L-A-A-I-N-N-E Maybe another um N.
1: With an umlaut over one of the A's. Just to fuck with it.
0: Do do the Finns like the umlauts?
1: Yeah, um, oh yeah. has uh, got like three three umlauts between his first and last name.
0: Oh, <laughs> you know the N- the NFL is allowing their first player to have an umlaut on their their jersey. You
1: see, that was one thing that Habs did a couple years ago. Was even starting to put the accents. So like like shed had like four accents in it and on, on it done properly. And, yep. like, Krejci would have the little hat, would have the circumflex, I think, over the sea if the, if the Bruins did it, so. I think yep. Krejci would two accents and a circumflex, right? I think if you've done proper, spelt in the proper check.
0: Yeah, I think so. Okay, so, we've talked a lot about what the Bruins need in their prospect pool. What do you think they're actually, did we talk about what they were actually going to go for? Because I think this draft is, it's, as I've heard it described to me, it is a best available draft. So you're basically going to take the best available.
1: Well, you know, for that 14th pick, I think it gets a little subjective, right? The The middle of the first round has a lot of shuffle space. I mean, like, you could be looking at 14 and have full-on choices of Jake Bean, Dante Fabro, uh, uh, Charlie McAvoy, Kiefer Bellows. Kiefer Bellows is hard to pass up, even though we have a shit ton of left wings, actually.
0: How hard is it to make a left wing a right wing?
1: Well, it depends on how the, the, the co- coaches look at it, because there's, there's the, the matter of, of, of which hand they shoot with, which matters more for defensemen than it does for wings, to be perfectly honest. But you still don't see a lot of guys that play on their off-wing. Louis Erickson's a prominent example. Um, Brett Connolly with significantly inferior results There's another one, both being oh natural right-wings who shoot left. So. And so you can convert them, but like uh, that first season that Oates coached in, in, in Washington, at even strength, Ovechkin struggled because he actually got moved to right wing. He plays. So Ovechkin played mostly right wing under Oats. Mm. Um, Trots put him back on the left, which um, has worked better because uh, he's got that that point shot that's apparently absolutely and profoundly unsavable. Yeah. <laughs> well,
0: I was just curious. You know, I'm not saying it should be easy at all. It, it is approaching it at a different. Way I guess, and I was wondering I if mean, the left or right shot really needed, uh, meant that much there.
1: You said it, it depends on how coaches want to deploy. And actually, another good example is we have Denton Heiden, who in his two years in the NCAA played uh, left wing his freshman year and played right wing this past season. Um, he actually played center when he was in the BCHL, but he will never be a center at the pro level. He will be a winger. Which one we'll see, but but if he did, so he would be a be a left shot pinch hitter like uh, like Louis is. I guess the. Uh, other question is, um, do we even use all these picks, or do we end up doing doing something to get, or does some uh, does Sweeney get aggressive and trade and, and, and actually pull this trade for a defenseman that everyone's talking about? Shock the world, do it. You don't need to trade for Yandel.
2: Sign <laughs> <Shine>, Yandel, <laughs> trade for someone else, and I would be very very happy. I would, I, I, would, I would, be able to handle that. I know you've I. Uh,
0: <laughs> you know what, Tim? Tim, you should. I've been
1: come.
3: waiting for that.
0: <laughs> Tim? Yes. It's appropriate that you're doing dad jokes on, on Father's Day. <laughs> but I wanted to say you know, the closest you're probably going to see Keith Andel play to the Bruins is coming down to the Foxborough Pro Hockey League this summer. Which is totally free. People should go. It's fun. I,
2: no, I I have faith. We're gonna we're gonna get Yandel.
1: You know, here's the thing that I'm of two minds to that. I don't particularly want the Bruins to spend the mountain of money it's gonna take to sign Yandel. He is, you know, 30 or 31 already, and we have Krug who um, was pointed out to me today. I'm like, holy shit, he's actually Krug is definitely a second defenseman now that I've looked at it a bit more. It's like, okay, I was Leary, and it's like, no, no, he can do this, and let's see. I had a, a, an exchange with someone on Twitter who pointed out to me that actually his deployment by the end of the season was commensurate of someone that was uh, upper second pairing, lower first pairing, so crew can do it. So, spending the money on Yandel seems kind of silly to me. That said, th- that said, this team right now has such a boner for
2: local players, so...
0: Yeah, but young y- local players. Young local players.
2: Yandel. I'm
0: telling you. I know how you can see him. Just not with the Bruins.
2: And then... Trade for someone. I don't know.
1: I, I would like the Bruins to um uh, give one of their fifths for um uh, for uh, Demers' rights, but just because he's the best right-handed right-shot defenseman available in free agency right now. If they don't trade for some trade for someone alright trade for someone else, you know, an actual young, a younger player or RFA. But but Votnin's now off the table, which is actually kind of okay. I'm fine with that.
0: How come every year the the free agent Market for defensemen is kind of
2: sucky <laughs> because once people have them, they generally don't let them go.
0: I guess yeah, sure. yeah, because
2: the guys that hit
1: the hit the free agency are either old mm-hmm. or they're muckers, which means that or the guys that usually hit free agency younger are more of the muckers. So, for example, the two of the premier names are both thirty or thirty are both thirty or thirty one in Keith Yandel and Alex Goligosky, and like other big names are like Brian Campbell, who's a million years old.
0: Oh my god. Yeah, he's on the verge of death. Trust me.
1: Well, he's, you know, in in sports terms, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't feeding. <laughs> I was not
0: feeding you a trap. I really was like, God, exactly he's what you're doing. years <laughs> old. Yeah, that's like yeah. death. I get it. I get it. I mean,
1: um, and then on the right side, it's yeah, it's basically demure or nothing because the other right shot defensemen are like Luke Shen. No. No, <laughs> no,
0: no, that's fine. No, I. Yeah.
2: Do you uh, think any of the Blues trade any of their defensemen to try to get some... You know, it is starting
1: to really seem like they're going to do something silly like trade Shattenkirk. I would do that.
0: Yeah, but they're probably not going to trade him to the Bruins, and that's what sucks.
1: Well, you well. know, one thing I saw pointed out on Twitter today, too, is that the the advantage, the old the lone advantage the Bruins have in all this is almost all the defensemen that are expected to be on the move, whether it's, I think it was, no, it wasn't on Twitter, it was reading Fluto. Um, Pointing out that basically all the defensemen that are likely to be traded this year, whether you're talking Shattenkirk or Hampus or, 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 or Hampus Lindholm or Jacob Trouba or Matt Dumba, they all play in the West. Ooh, that's Bruins that are a buyer from the East.
2: That could work in their favor, absolutely.
1: Because no one wants people don't want to trade, especially a young player in their own conference. Yep. So, oh,
0: I get it. It's totally. Crazy. I don't know how
1: much of an advantage it is, but it's a point. There is some edge there.
0: I always wish that Dumba's name was were, were pronounced Doomba.
1: You know, for the longest time, I was convinced it would be should be because, like, seriously, like, I would che- if I was him, I would choose to pronounce it Dumba because, um,
0: it sounds dumb it's when you say Dumba, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's why because it's like I don't want to call anybody that. He <laughs> just made
2: a Dumba move.
0: Uh, uh you, you know what? He he plays for the Wild, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah fuck that. Fuck that shit.
1: You know, what concerns me is if we trade for the wild, we end up with frickin', you know, like Brodeen or something. And no, no, Brodeen's not good.
0: <laughs> Brodine? Brodine. Oh, Brodeen. Yes. Oh. Jonas See, the thing is, it's like, yeah, he, okay, he's Swiss, right?
1: No, nope, he's, he's a, he's, um, Brodeen is, uh, is a Swedish.
0: Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, Swedish. I meant Swedish instead of Swiss. Um, Swiss. Swedish. There are two different places but the swish sound. Yeah, so he's Swedish. Okay, because every time I saw his name, I wanted to say Brodin. Anytime I see a name that looks vaguely French, I want to pronounce it the French way. So, yeah, so it takes me a little while to wrap my head around who you're talking about. Yes, Brodin, no, I don't want him either. I don't want any of the wild. Wild can just, no, just No, stay. no I mean, I would be okay
1: nope, with Spurgeon nope. or even Scandella, though. Both are
2: quite good.
0: Just Particularly Spurgeon. Just keep him there. Keep him. That's
2: fine. They can splurge on Spurgeon.
0: Uh, Thank you, Tim. (laughs) Are you sure they don't want to go fishing for some Spurgeon?
2: Well, I like that one, too. Yeah,
0: Yeah, it's it's actually Sturgeon, but, you know. Well, yeah, but but then it wouldn't be a pun. If his name
1: was actually Sturgeon, that would be a really boring pun, because it wouldn't be one.
2: Too bad he doesn't play for, like, the Sharks or anything like that.
0: Okay, 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 okay. So let's get back to the draft. We're really, really, uh, we're not doing bad on time, but we're not, we're not keeping with this by by any means. I'm just distracted. So
3: what's, is there any likelihood that the ruins will move the number 14 pick?
0: That's a good question.
1: If it's landing us someone like, like say Lindholm, like. Honestly, I would throw down both firsts if it would get us Lindholm out of, Ana- out of Anaheim. That would be one of the few scenarios where it worth it. I think.
3: I don't know that much about Hampus Lindholm, so I don't know how I feel about giving up both first rounders for him. So he's an
1: unambiguous um, first uh, first pairing guy. Um, I was seeing some charts, basically that he's the he was playing pretty tough minutes, so he was being reason, being reasonably thrown to the wolves and performing quite well. So Let me bring it up if he uh, which side he shoots on. I think he's a left shot, which is fine. We need a we need an heir apparent to uh, to Chara anyway on the left side, right? Yes, he's a left shot, but that's okay. I'd still give up little first for him.
3: How old
2: is he? Twenty-two.
1: Oh. he's coming ah. off of the ELC, so he's like he's like ducky a year ago. Okay.
0: I think the real shame is that his name isn't Krampus.
1: I've always thought that that's the obvious nickname, and as far as I know, no one calls him that. <laughs>
0: I would totally call him the Krampus. And then I'd give him a little, like little um, sack, little basket you could put on his back, so you could put the little bad kids in there, and then give him a switch.
1: I mean, like, okay, so we need to trade. For, we, we need to do this. Make this trade happen, just so we could have Krampus on our team.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can get behind that.
2: He stops all the little boys and girls from scoring goals on the Bruins.
0: Like, yeah they would all be there's bad. probably a more
1: graceful way to put that but you're on the right track
0: well yeah he's all all the bad little boys I don't know how to say that right now we'll
1: have to work on that assuming we trade for him we'll have a whole off season to work on
2: it but um <laughs> if it happens
0: yes yes he's gonna be
2: cramping their style
0: oh. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say he's a real hamper on their on their uh, on their style right now but then I'm like wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Hamper is not the same as Crimp, or Crimp, or any of that. Okay, I think I just want the uh, Bruins, unless something really great comes up, I think I just want them to just stick with 14 and
2: 29. Would you trade them both for uh, Shattenkirk, Jeff? No, I wouldn't I like Shattenkirk.
1: I wouldn't trade them both for Shattenkirk.
2: And then would you trade just the first one, the 14th pick?
1: Yes, if it was just the 14th straight up for Kevin oh. Shattenkirk, I think i make that trade. I would prefer the 29th plus something else, you know, like a 29th and then a B prospect or a late rounder picking in a future year. But just the 14th, I'd do it. Really? I think so. I don't love the idea of trading for Shattenkirk. I want someone younger, right? He's still he's 26. That's not old by any means at all, right? It's 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 peak. But if we're trading big to get some, we want someone that'll be on the team for a long time. Whether it's one of these pending one of these one of these guys that are RFA's now, like like Lindholm or Truba, or Shattenkirk's one year till UFA.
3: It's I feel like with adding Kevin Shattenkirk, you're kind of bridging the the youth prospects to get ready. That's you're- a good
1: point, is he's a very good age to carry until the big six for de- on defense. At least some of them are ready to do something. But and
3: Carlo and Argara could make the jump after next season. You know, obviously depending on how they I perform a, in I Providence.
1: We'll, I have a good hunch. At some point or another, we'll see either either one of them, or Grizz or possibly all three at various points as call ups. But you know, spot stuff. The advantage with Carlo is if he plays less than nine games, his contract still toll is, is still still um slides, even obviously Providence. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. That's a good point. He's a good age. Shattenkirk's a good age for a bridge there, but I don't want to give up too much for him. If if it is because there's still the risk of losing him in a year.
2: Right, you'd have to almost have a deal in place beforehand. If you, they, require,
1: yeah, you just have to sign him before the season starts. If you trade for Shattenkirk.
2: Yeah, they would. Would the Blues? I don't know how it works for hockey, but would the Blues be able to grant the Bruins permission to actually try to work out a deal before a trade? Like an well, here's
1: the thing about that: is he can't sign an extension till July 1st, and presumably any Shattenkirk trade would happen on Friday, so the 24th. Sure. Okay. So that's a. Uh,
2: I like yeah. Shattenkirk a lot. I just
1: I didn't realize he was so close to free agency. Yeah, he's one year. On. I mean, he's he's, he's going to be a relatively young UFA because he's going to hit UFA at 27, right? But
2: yeah, but isn't he still making like over five right now? No, I or think. You, hang on,
1: bringing that up. He is making four and a quarter AV right now. He's making... Oh, okay. He's making 5.2 million next year. Okay, means, so And he p- needs to get... If, if we got him, he would command six.
2: Yeah, definitely would command six. The only good thing about that is Charo's is off the books in two or three years, so you can kind of... Two,
1: well, Char The year he would get extended, Charis hit drops to four.
2: So you could do that, and then Charles after that is gone. Yeah. So you could kind of backload it a little bit.
1: So but where, keep in mind, we still got to give... Krug, some five, some five million now too.
0: Oh,
2: that's true, too. God, I hate the friggin' salary cap. Yeah.
0: All right, so I think that pretty much wraps it up for our draft spectacular. Anybody else have any parting thoughts on anything?
1: Dear Don Sweeney, don't fuck up.
0: Okay, we'll get that out to him. Anthony,
3: Carolina, and I've said this a thousand times, and I'll say it until it doesn't happen. But Carolina needs to draft Swedish defenseman Sebastian Aho. It needs to happen and I'll tell you why because Carolina last year drafted a Finn named Sebastian Ajo so make it happen
0: I think they need to have a sitcom and they need to live together yes. if that happens yes uh, live together have a sitcom I think that all needs to happen yes
3: I just I want to know what the jerseys would look like because you can't just say S Ajo for both of them
0: I want to know what pun Tim's going to come up with to that's going to be the title of their uh, sitcom <laughs> Yeah.
2: I don't know, I haven't I haven't thought of that. I've been think- I've been trying to rack a few ideas, but I, I... haven't gotten that aho moment yet. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the setup was perfect. <laughs>
3: I was like, there's no way. I can't believe he doesn't have one. And then I walked right into it. <laughs> Damn it. <That> was good. <laughs> so good. I was bummed out. Aw, Tim doesn't have one.
0: Aww. I get the assist on that one.
3: It's beautiful. <laughs> My favorite pun. <laughs>
0: any good defenseman, I have a lot of assists. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. uh, okay. Tim, do you have any parting thoughts? Other- no, you, you know what? You had your aho moment, so that, that's it. <laughs>
1: Tim and uh, my Ian McLaren should just have a fight to the death over hockey puns. Oh, put my God. money on Tim.
3: <laughs> Always put my money on Tim when it comes to puns.
0: Oh, dad jokes. Alright, so you can find us obviously on SoundCloud on Facebook at Barely On Topic. Oh, SoundCloud at Barely On Topic as well, but you've probably already found us there. Our Twitter handle is at Barely On Topic. You can talk to us. We like talking to people. We're pretty friendly, usually. Some of us. Some of us just make bad jokes. And they're friendly, too. But you can find us at com. we post our po- a podcast there we also write different things We're, we don't fight unless you want us to so uh, anything else that we have anything to add no no,
1: um, no. just uh, stay tuned after the draft we should have a very special episode coming uh, in the aftermath of the draft and, and, and free agent frenzy
0: yes we are looking forward to having a special guest right after the draft But it's gonna be awesome Right. Everybody else got before the draft. We're going after the draft because we think differently. Anyway. uh, Okay. So, uh, Tim, you want to take us out? Word.